Welcome to Rob's Reliability Project, a podcast for maintenance and reliability people to better themselves both at home and at work. Now let's get rolling. Welcome to Rob's Reliability Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. Thank you for listening to the show. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to Rob's Reliability Project on your favorite podcast platform, as well as share it with your colleagues. If you're looking for more content, check out or follow Rob's Reliability Project on LinkedIn and Facebook for some different types of content and check out robsreliability.com as well. If you're looking for a short daily audio tip, subscribe to Rob's Reliability Tip of the Day on your favorite podcast platform. As well, it's also available on Amazon Alexa as a flash briefing. So check that out. Finally, if there are any topics, guests you'd like to hear from, questions you want answered, or if you'd like to appear on the podcast, just send me an email to robsreliabilityproject at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's get rolling. All right. Hey, guys, I'm here with Jesus Sifante. He is the founder of Conscious Reliability and one of the co-authors of Reliability-Centered Maintenance, Re-Engineered, with the co-author James Ray Picknell. Jesus, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Robert. My pleasure to be here with you. Oh, thanks for coming on. I mean, I'm I'm ready to dig into RCMR. You know, like, it's going to be exciting. I think that there's a lot there to talk about, so I'm excited to have you on. Perfect. We'll try to, to do the best in, in 30 minutes. We can talk uh, for days about RCMR, but let's see what we can do, Robert, to deliver the message in 35 minutes. <laughs> That's right. We can, always, we can always have you back on if we don't cover everything, so don't worry about that. So why don't we start off with, why don't you give us a little background on yourself? Like, how'd you get your start in maintenance and reliability? Oh, Robert, I can tell you literally that I was born in maintenance. <laughs> uh, I gra- yes, sir. I graduated from the mechanical engineering, uh, mechanical engineering back in 1991 on May the 23rd. And I was working as an associate maintenance engineer four days later with Bristol Myers Group. I was put in charge of the PDM program at that time uh, just to implement it, a basic pro- program with vibration analysis, infrared and oil analysis and I was also in charge of running the PM program. So I was literally born in uh, maintenance and reliability. Later on, I work as a reliability engineer and a maintenance uh, facility, maintenance uh, supervisor for Pfizer, dealing with uh, PDM, PDM, PM, planning and scheduling. I had the stockroom charge and I had to organize the shutdowns. I had to sup- supervise. Uh, uh, mechanics, inst- instrument technicians. So I've been doing it for many years. And after 2001, uh, we incorporated PDM Tech as a maintenance and reliability company in which we do uh, this, the actual predictive maintenance services and also the, the RCM or reliability engineering consultancy from 1991 to today. I've been breathing maintenance every day. That's a, that's a good start. And so I guess, you know, like previously on the podcast, I've had Nancy Regan on to talk about 
RCM and she's a very classical RCM2 type of interpretation. Can you give us your interpretation on RCM? Like what is it? And maybe how does RCMR differ from classic RCM? Yes. First of all, my regards to Nancy. It happens that we have a lot of friends in common in the RCM world, and we haven't had a chance to meet each other yet. And I hope it's this this is going to happen. I have the feeling that it is going to happen very soon, maybe this year. So I, what can I tell you about uh, RCM? It is the best methodology ever to determine failure consequence management policies. And I can also tell you that I haven't seen a company or organization applying it correctly, failing to attain optimal results out of it. With regards to RCMR and how it is different from the classic RCM, I think I, I have to take some time uh, out of the of the podcast to explain it to you. Uh, RCMR is based on research about what causes RCM programs to fail, and it places RCM into the asset management context. So it means that, that our company did research audits about RCM program to see what was the problem with RCM. I, I, we, we look for customers expressing that RCM were failing to them. And we found very interesting data. For example, uh, in our finding, uh, we, we saw that they were not using experienced facilitators. They just hired like students for running the RCM program or, or new engineers. Secondly, maintenance was doing it alone without the multidisciplinary team. Thirdly, they couldn't produce good failure modes or failure mode causes. Fourthly, only maintenance tasks were, were recommended. You and I know that not all the problems are caused by poor maintenance and not everything can be solved by maintenance. They also, we also uh, saw too few condition monitoring tasks as compared to time-based tasks, meaning that the persons running the RCM, the RCM analysis had poor knowledge of condition monitoring. And in many instances, we saw that only primary functions were evaluated, ruling out the hidden functions. So the RCMR process provides tools to bridge those gaps and to make the RCM efforts successfully or, or successful. So RCM, now speaking about RCMR itself, it comprises of four sub-processes, meaning that RCM starts before RCMR starts way before RCM or classic RCM and finishes beyond it. The first of these stages is, or sub-process is the pre-work stage. In that part of the process, we're dealing with asset criticality analysis and data integrity. With the asset criticality analysis, we ensure that the RCM process is applied to relevant assets and relevant processes and we can use less rigorous methodology for other assets uh, with less relevancy for, for attaining company goals. With the data integrity examination and improvement, we enhance, uh, we enable us to do better decisions in the future. Sometimes when we start the, the RCM analysis, we see that there are poor uh, data collection practices that we have poor data to analyze and we teach, we uh, encourage our customer to enhance, to improve their data collection practices 
to to for, for being able to to do better decision making in the future. So that's the pre-work stage. Then guess what? The second stage or the second process itself is the RCM process by say JA1011. So we we are using we are not taking any anything away from the SAE JA1011 standard, but we are assisting ourselves with some popular in, international standards to bridge the gaps I just mentioned. For example, to to tackle the, the poor failure mode uh, causation uh, uh, identification, we use ISO 14224, in which we break the failure modes into failure mechanisms and failure causes. Secondly, we use FMICA rather than an FMEA. FMICA helps us through the use of the standard ISO 31000 to filter out non-critical events which for which no proactive tasks are recommended. So uh, that's the second sub-process. The third sub-process is the RCM fine-tuning. You know that RCM is a process in which you have uh, the opinion of experts. You have uh, the mechanic, which is an expert in, in maintenance. You have the electrician, you have the operator. You, have, you may have uh, even the supplier of the equipment or the manufacturer of the equipment. You may have uh, people from, from the process operations area. You are gathering of those opinions. Here in the fine-tuning, uh, RCM fine-tuning stage, what we do is that we apply uh, an, a math analysis statistics in which we uh, validate the experts' recommendations. And if somebody tells you, you have to use a time-based time approach to this failure mode, you corroborate it with the wavelength analysis, for example, in which you understand the physical of the failure. And, and, and also we encourage the use of rigorous math for having, uh, for calculating the frequencies of the task. So if, it happens that we have such a good data to analyze, we apply the RCM fine-tuning process. And finally, the last process is the implementation and sustaining process. It has to do with continuous improvement. So here we make sure that we attain the so-called living RCM status, because we have seen that many RCM efforts fail because they are seen as mere one-shot deals, and in reality, you know, uh, Robert, that many things change. With time, the assets age, uh, new technologies acquire, operational context might, might be different, etc. So we uh, make sure that uh, we take into consideration those changes. So there are lots of similarities between RCM. I'll say uh, RCM and RCMR, there are core uh, processes, uh, there are core uh, uh, procedures that we, we follow. We're just provided some other tools to, to make it uh, happen, to make it to make the process to be more uh, reliable and to the facilitators to have some tools uh, helping them throughout the process. What makes a good or great RCM facilitator? I like that, that question. And I'll be glad to, to give you about six or seven points about uh, what a good facilitator is. First of all, that person must have people and communication skills to make the team reach consensus. 
RCM is all about consensus. And if you, you may have the best technical person in front of the group, and he, if he isn't able, if he isn't able to make the group reach consensus, we are in deep trouble. So we, the RCM outcome won't be good. Secondly, must be very knowledgeable in RCM. That person in front of the group is the leader of that group. That person is leading the way, is making sure that the, us, the RCM process is being followed. So that person has to be very knowledgeable. Thirdly, has to be an organized person. Result-oriented also. Every RCM project have, has goals. So we need to make sure to, he, he needs to understand what the current status is and, it, and what is what are the goals for that project. Also must have maintenance experience, especially in condition monitoring techniques. Sometimes you see the outcome of an, of an RCM process and you know, the fundamental, uh, uh, the fundamental product of the RCM analysis is a maintenance program. So if you, you can have the best FMEA in the world, the best FMICA, but if it is not translated into good tasks, we have uh, wasted our time. And, and sometimes you see that you don't even see the right task in there. So must also understand reliability math. We need to calculate frequencies of tasks. Could be a failure finding tasks, could be uh, also time-based tasks or condition maintenance tasks. There is a precise reliability math out there that we need to, to use. And lastly, but very important, that person must want to be a facilitator. He needs to have fun doing facilitation. So he, he, if, if he's a person that was asked to be, was forced to be facilitator, a facilitator, he doesn't want to be, or she doesn't want to be a facilitator, that's not gonna work for sure. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. And, and actually like all of those are really great points. And so I guess my next question is, you know, like once you've gotten a good facilitator, how do you ensure that the people in the room are the right people? Like obviously like it's a team facilitation, you want the equipment experts, but how do you know that you have the right experts in the room? Okay, uh, there are some characteristics that make up a good, uh, a good team, a good analysis team. First of all, you need to have there the process experts. You need to have people there that knows the assets and the process or the process that you are analyzing. Secondly, that people have to be trained. They have to be trained in RCM. They need to understand the process. So uh, in that sense, if you make sure that you have these two points covered and also you have an experienced facilitator, uh, you, the, the good team is made of, of the analysis team itself and the facilitator. If you have uh, properly chosen those two elements, uh, okay, you will have good results. But these people have to be knowledgeable about the process, knowledgeable about maintenance, 
and they have to understand RCM as well. Absolutely. And I guess the next question I have for you is, you know, you mentioned that, you know, one of the downfalls for RCM is not recommending either enough predictive maintenance intervals or, um, you know, not having the facilitator or the people in the room understand predictive maintenance technologies. Like, how do we, how do we avoid that? Or, or like, for me, when I learned uh, RCM and I learned RCM uh, facilitation, the the guy leading the class he mentioned that we w- we want to pick predictive maintenance. If we don't know anything, we just want to pick predictive maintenance. And I think that shows kind of a lack of understanding about what RCM is. But at the end of the day, right, like we're trying to cost optimize our maintenance program based on failure mode. So like, how do we ensure that we're doing that correctly? Like instead of just picking either PMs or predictive maintenance? Well, we need to understand the real cause of the problem. That's one thing. Because if, if, if you have a, a situation, if, if a failure, functional failure that is occurring because your people need, for example, training, they don't know how to install a bearing correctly, or, or they don't have the right bearing to install. So neither PM or PDM will solve the problem. So the first thing is to, to get to the bottom line, get to the right failure mode. Once you have that, you have to understand the failure mechanism, the physics of the failure. If your failure is happening at uh, about the same time, all the time, it is very difficult to happen. Let me tell you that studies demonstrate that of every 10 tasks, eight or nine will be other than time-based. And the reason for that is that most failures occur randomly so most failures are not time uh, dependent. So understanding well how the failure occurs will help you to decide whether time-based or condition-based or detection type of task you need. So you have to have out there a facilitator that understand the reliability world very well, very well, so he can can gather and analyze the necessary information to make sure he, he, he understands what the physics of the failure is, what the failure mechanism is, how is the failure really occurring. So we may have uh, picked, for example, uh, a time-based activity for something that is happening randomly, so that makes no sense. Or we may be uh, doing predictive maintenance with some failure modes that is occurring uh, in uh, prematurely, for example. So, and the real thing is that for premature failures, which is an undesired state, you need to do redesign or you need to, to do other things than maintenance. So we need a ma- person that is mature enough in, in reliability and maintenance to understand those factors. So how do we identify, like RCM, it seems like, like it's, reliability centered maintenance, right? So we're trying to make maintenance decisions. Like how do we identify situations where maintenance is not the answer? Like it could be an operational thing. It could be, you know, something else. 
Yes, during the RCM process, uh, while doing the DEFMEA or, or DEFMICA, we need to dig into the actual causes or the most possible causes. When we get to that point, we, we understand that there are different types of causes. There could be mechanical, electrical, etc., physical type of uh, failure modes, but there are also failure modes caused by human errors. And RCM have also to tackle that. So RCM analysis, they, they have to tackle also human errors. And when we get to that point, then we need to understand there could be human errors and also, let's say, administrative type of errors. Maybe we don't have the, the right procedure, but we don't have the right tool, and we don't have the, the right spare, and uh, we don't have asset, access to the information. Those are also uh, situations causing failures, which maintenance can't solve. So there are administrative things out there. There are uh, human resources uh, aspects that, that RCM have to, has to understand. I, I've been uh, colleagues, I've seen colleagues that when they get into something related to human resources, they say, I will get into that. That's, that's, a, that's not our problem in maintenance. Oh yes, that's your problem because your resources are the ones trying to solving, you know, the failures, resolving the problems out there in the field and they must have the right procedures, they must have the right tools to make the right decisions and, and to, to, to do things properly. Yeah, that I mean, that almost sounds like you're taking also a root cause analysis type of approach while you're doing your RCM. Yes, when we, when we do RCM by using uh, the standard ISO 224, uh, 14224, we are breaking the failure mode into failure mechanism. And uh, for failure mechanisms, we need to understand uh, the process uh, causing the failure. For example, it could be a chemical process, it could be a mechanical one, it could be an electrical process. And uh, once we understand what's happening, it was a mechanical situation, it was an um, electrical situation or a material degradation situation, then we go to the, to the cause. What kind of causes we identify in our CMR? There are at least five types of causes. So yes, I agree with you, we do a sort of, uh, of uh, cause analysis. So the first type of cause that you may have is a design cause. Why it is failing? Because it was poorly designed. It was the materials were not chosen correctly. The construction materials, we don't have the right size. What else can happen? It could be also an initial installation or fabrication cause. Maintenance is not causing it, but it was has always been failing because it was wrongly installed since the beginning. Thirdly, we could have operation or maintenance mistakes, errors, and we need to tackle those two. Why are we having operational mistakes or errors? Are we operating uh, our equipment out of the 
technical processing belt, but we, we are taking operating it out of parameters. From the maintenance side, side why are we making mistakes when we do maintenance? Because we don't have the right tools, because we don't have the right procedures, we don't have the experience, we have a lot of uh, personal rotation. So what's the problem out there? Then we can have a cause of natural measure, for example, if the bearing lasted eight years, oh my friend, if it lasted eight years, that's a wear out failure. So we can say it, it broke by age, and the root cause would be age. And we can have also administrative type of causes, lack of, we don't have the right procedure, we don't have, we, we could also have a problems with supervision, which is also something administrative, uh, lack of planning. So we break failure modes, as I said before, into failure uh, mechanisms and failure causes, and we evaluate like five or six level of causes. So RCMR gets deep into the causes. No, that sounds that sounds really interesting and also like really insightful when we're looking at, you know, our our program and our equipment. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I guess my next question. So, when we're you, like you mentioned that you know it's a it's a problem to only have maintenance people as part of your facilitation. Now, is that because of kind of what we mentioned where? Uh, like you're only going to come out with maintenance results or is it sort of the, that kind of approach where it's like, if you have a hammer, every problem's a nail. Is that kind of what we're doing or is there anything else behind that? Absolutely. So uh, that's the issue that uh, we, we want to, be, to solve everything with the tools that we have and we are reluctant to go beyond maintenance or classic maintenance issues. So you know what, the necessary information for an RCM analysis, so for reliability, for a reliability analysis, is it, kind of fragmented. Part of the information, maintenance has it. The other part, process might have it. The guys from uh, EHS might have another part. People from uh, IT might have another part. I have had teams so uh, very multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary teams in which we also have human resources people in some, in some plans. Because all the information that we need finance people at some point, all the information that we need for an RCM analysis, maintenance doesn't have. You know, we just have one part of the picture. And problems might be way out maintenance. It could be the root of the problem could be any other place. So we need to have the right people in there to be able to look for that information, look for that piece of information that triggers the root causes. We need to, you know, at the end, an RCM analysis will produce tasks, and those tasks have to trigger, have to be directed to root causes. And if we are not able to find root causes, possible causes, we are wasting our time with RCM. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I guess, you know, that kind of leads me into the next question, which is how do we successfully implement 
the results of our RCM analysis. Like it's easy. Well, it's not easy, but it's fairly easy to do the analysis itself. And, but the, the real hard part is implementing the results and actually seeing the changes made at our sites. Like, how do we do that correctly? First of all, let's see what uh, an RCM analysis renders. It renders, firstly, maintenance plans, asset physical redesigns, procedure changes or the need for creating them, spare parts recommendation, training and tools needs recommendation or identification. So it is not only maintenance that is going to be recommended. So the, the deliverables or, or of, a, of the RCM analysis are multiple. It's not only maintenance, but so it is the responsibility of the facilitator to put together an implement an, an implementation plan with tasks, responsible persons, and due dates. If that doesn't happen, the plan, the RCM analysis won't be effective anymore. So uh, failure, failure to do that warrants less than optimal results. So the, the facilitator is the person, if it is an internal facilitator, that, that uh, it is uh, an employee of the company doing the analysis, it is his responsibility, his duty to put together that plan. It has to be a comprehensive plan. With, with it's Imagine like a Gantt chart where you have a lot of tasks to perform and you have to prioritize them you have to assign uh, people responsible for them. And uh, when you finish your analysis, another, a new, you know, uh, process starts, which is the implementation part of it. And, and it is as comprehensive as the analysis itself. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's really where the success and the failure, I mean, Aside from the implementation, that's it's really where the success is is kind of follow through or the results are given, right? Yes, many many programs, including RCM, they fail because of the lack of leadership. We need to have leaders out there, you know, that are being able to implement what what we uh, decided to implement, what we the conclusion we got to. Uh, through any process, including RCM. So we talked a lot about kind of mistakes that people make when doing RCM and some of the gaps, but if someone out there is listening, like, and they're looking to do an RCM at their site, what are your best tips or your top tips that they need to kind of think about before they start? Well, that's a very good question. I love that question. First of all, identify your most relevant assets and processes, and apply RCM to those. You can apply other uh, tools with less rigorous, less rigorous tools to, to, to less important assets. Secondly, assemble a competent and process knowledgeable multidisciplinary team. That's very important. Thirdly, ensure you have good data supporting your decisions. Fourthly, remember that consequences 
of many failures modes are not solved with maintenance. So be open to, to, to evaluate other tactics that, than maintenance. maintenance. For example, redesign tasks or even run, run, run into failure into the proper circumstances. So we need to be very open. And for doing that, please use a very qualified facilitator, train your people in RCM. If you want to start doing RCM, educate your people in RCM. Uh, in most RCM projects, if, if the, the team analysis team is new, we deliver a two or three day training, basic training, so everybody speaks the same language. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great point. And it's something that, it, you know, like I think people often forget is, you know, if everyone understands kind of the goal of RCM and, and the the language that we're using, like when we talk about failure modes or, you know, run to failure, it's it's a good point to just make sure everyone's on the same page before you start. That's right. Perfect. So, Jesus, you know, I want to thank you for coming on. I, I mean, I think we have a lot to dive into, you know, for next time, but I think we'll we'll kind of wrap it up there. So do you have anything, like where should people find more about you, uh, about PDM Tech? Like where can they find RCMR, like the book? Can you give us some plugs? Oh, sure. Uh, um, for sure, if you enter to our company website, pdmtechusa.com, you will find a lot of information about uh, RCMR, about PDM. Uh, our training uh, page, Conscious Reliability, you will see a lot of information about RCMR, asset management. In that page, uh, my colleague James uh, Reyes Picknell and I uh, always have uh, papers. We, we publish papers and, and there is also, you can see, our calendar where we are uh, delivering the message of RCM and asset management. You can also find me in LinkedIn, uh, just uh, Google Jesus Fonte, and uh, you will find me. I try to update uh, my colleagues on what we are doing, new information, papers, and uh, our book. You can find it in Amazon. Uh, so you can uh, just uh, Google RCMR or Reliability Center Maintenance Reengineer Practical Optimization of the RCM Process with RCMR. And uh, it is available in in in, our, in in Amazon and also in CRC Press, which is the publisher. Also, uh, you can find us uh, speaking in Main Train and in other uh, congresses uh, in North America, in Europe, and and also in Latin America, and CMCM in Mexico, ACP in Panama, Global Asset in the USA, Euroman in Uruguay, IMMP in Mexico. And uh, we're always delivering the, the RCM, our uh, message. And uh, we always make sure that uh, quality is not compromised. <laughs> That's a good message to have is quality is not compromised. No, perfect. So, Jesus, you know, I want to thank you for coming on. I, I think that there was a lot there that people can take away. And even if they're, you know, thinking back to an RCM that they did, if it, if it didn't give them the optimal results, they can think and say, you know, maybe we made this mistake or we made that mistake. And then next time they can be better. Oh, sure. Sure. And uh, I'll be glad, uh, Robert, to 
to any for any inquiry that is uh, from our listeners that they may free uh, feel free to just call me, send me an email or, or you and and we will be more than happy to help to to offer any kind of advice that it is needed. Absolutely. No, that's a great, you know, that's a great thing. And, and like, if you're listening and you have a question for Jesus, you can either hit him up on LinkedIn, or if you want uh, to email him, just email me Rob's reliability project at gmail.com. And I'll hook you guys up together. I think that's a great resource. Absolutely. And again, like if you want to hit me up, um, I was on a call with one of the listeners yesterday uh, just to talk reliability. So you're you're welcome to hit me up as well. I'm happy to jump on and help you guys. It, it, that's the one thing I, I found about the reliability community over the last you know few months here is everyone's willing to help each other and everyone's willing to share information. So it's one thing that I love about this community and uh, and I'm happy to you know be a part of it and you know like Jesus, you know thank you for for joining us. Again, like, thank you for joining us and thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. It's my pleasure, Robert. Thank you for having me.